Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Ingram will inbound. I wouldn't be surprised they don't run the exact same play. It is the exact same play. Ingram trying to flare out to the wing. He catches. He drives. He fires with two seconds. He hits. Brandon Ingram gets payback on Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz. Point two seconds left. Ingram, uh, Ingles inbounding over Ingram. Lobs to the rim. Tap. And we got a foul. a foul. We got a oh. foul. Holy smokes, they called a foul. Oh, the drama was just starting, PK. New Orleans wasn't happy about the foul, but Gobert made just one of the two free throws, so it went to overtime. Pelicans got to shoot a bunch of free throws there. Gobert fouled out, and in the end, the win streak's over. Six in a row on the road, ten in a row overall. Snapped! 138-132. All the refereeing stuff aside, which I suppose we could fill an hour with, but we won't. Why? There were a lot of opportunities for the Jazz to win that game. Gobert missing the free throw at the end. Ingles missing a free throw a possession or two before that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Those are the two that probably jump out at me. But then in the postgame, Donovan Mitchell talked about a foul he committed that he wanted back. And I thought there were plays along the way. When they, third quarter, when they were starting to take control of the game, they're up six. They got the ball at the end of the quarter. And instead of Donovan scoring, and he was red hot at that point, instead of him scoring and putting him up eight or nine, he had a turnover. They got a dunk to beat the buzzer, and it was four. And there are those plays all throughout the game when it ends up in overtime. If you win it, you look back at all the big plays you made and ignore those plays. But if you lose it, you look back at the turnovers and missed free throws and think, oh, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Now you're fired up, huh? Yeah, it was a fun game. <laughs> It's that thing where we don't live and die. I thought about that because you were just talking about that yesterday, how we don't live and die. And it was over. I was, you know, mildly disappointed. I imagine other people throwing stuff at the TV and stomping around the room. And I had a good time watching that game. That was entertaining. Oh, so you have no sympathy for the Jazz fans who lost. I, nice. do, have a, I do have a little bit because I want to watch Channel 2 at 1035. But as, uh, as one of oh, our listeners pointed out, we'll, okay. we'll get to this it. later. Yeah, I am. I'm pretty selfish. Use that for a drop, Yuck. Uh, as one of the listeners pointed out, this isn't a big deal. We were 10-1 and one in our last 11 going into this game, and now we're 10-1 and one in our last 11. Well, no big, no single game in the regular season is a big deal, and no, sing, no either way, win or lose. So I would agree with that. It's, Tommy, good tweet, Tommy. That was excellent. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about this is you're right back at it tomorrow night. Start another win streak. So, yeah, I'm fine. You I like Gobert's game. first post-game comment, which he made on social media before the locker room was open. Just a... Just the barfing emoji. Just the throwing up emoji. Uh, yeah, and that's that's clever, and he's young, so go to social media. But, I mean, I, I don't understand why uh, Ingram went for 49. He's, he's supposed to be this good defensive. I don't want to talk about the refs. You want to talk about the refs? Talk about the refs. But the refs didn't allow Ingram to score 49. You did. And, and when the Jazz tried to get Donovan Mitchell the ball, Frank Jackson wouldn't allow it. Face guarded him. Why didn't they face guard? Yeah. Yeah. It even came up in the broadcast. I think Matt mentioned it. Multiple times. Face guard him. Just face guard him. Down the ball. Yeah. And they didn't do it. But once he got hot, he wasn't missing. It was weird how the game came down the stretch and they were down and had the ball with seven or eight seconds and called timeout. 
pretty much on the same spot on the court. This time they got it, unlike that game 10 days ago when they, were, they didn't get it. That was weird. It's fun to see you fired up. Yeah. It's good to be fired up. Good for you. Donovan Mitchell's career high, 46 points, wasted in the loss. And as you say, back at it tomorrow against the Kings. They ought to be angry and fired up. Good timing, Sacramento. Timing is everything. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. As you point out, regular season games, it's not the playoffs, it's not the same thing, but the Bucks and the Celtics getting together, two of the top three teams in the East. If they were to meet in the postseason, somebody else might have something to say about that, but if they did, you like the Bucks over the Celtics, got the win last night, they've got the better record. Uh, probably, we'll see when we get there. Giannis had 32 points and 17 boards, he came up big in a big game. I mean, they could end up being in the Eastern Conference Final. Uh-huh. And so when you think about it, you know, we're at the literally at the halfway point. But we, it's crazy because the playoffs last so long. We still have like five months before that would occur. Even though we're at the halfway point of the NBA season, if they play into late May and early June. It's a ways off. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they could, the Celtics uh, aren't very far into the third spot. They could drop the four, meet them in the second round. And then it could be early May, and that's still like three and a half or months Or they could move up. <laughs> or Milwaukee they could, could have they, an injury to, to, to Anacupo, and they could move down. I mean, you have 40 games to go, so you don't know. Nuggets were down by 17 to the Warriors at the half. And rallied and won the game in overtime. So the Nuggets now all alone in second place in the West. Well, by percentage points over the Clippers. But they are in second place. Dave, no one's all alone. That's the thing that I've come to discover. You're never alone as long as you have your phone? Well, if you have him. Ah. Jazz dropped the fourth with that loss, by the way. It's now Nuggets, Clippers, Jazz with the Nuggets and the oh, Clippers. Great. We got the Lakers in the first round. Yeah, right now. Shoot. Clippers blew out Orlando 122 to 95. Kawhi Leonard led LA with two. You meant 32, right, Yak? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Only two points. Only two points, and he led them. There are like 61 different guys who had two points in that game. Uh, tonight, with the Jazz off, uh, Blazers and Mavericks are on ESPN if you want to check that out. And the injury news, because you know injuries happen this time of year, it's the Nuggets who are getting hit. They announced that Jamal Murray is out for the foreseeable future. Well, this is a great time to get injured if you're going to get injured. Left ankle. You still have half the season, and then you got a week at the All-Star break coming up. So if he misses the three weeks or so before the break, or before the All-Star break, full month, maybe comes back then. Yeah. Because you get that whole week. It's actually a little more than a week. They really lengthened it. Yeah. So LeBron lobbied for a few years, pointing out that the guys in the All-Star game don't get a break at all. Hmm. The tragedy. So they put a few more days in there. Yeah. Keep, I mean, keep the stars happy. Overlooking the five months off that they have. Yes. I don't know how they get by. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. 72-61. Washington State beats Oregon. A top 10 win for the first time in 13 years. That was the big upset in the Pac-12. Pretty, pretty busy night in the Pac-12. The Utes went to Arizona 
It was 14 to 10. They were right there. And then Arizona went on a run, and it went to 20, and it was over before halftime. You know, I never watch the game when Arizona plays. I just watch for the shot of uh, Pace and his wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> they show there they are again. 20 times during the games. <laughs> Third time. <laughs> Utes fall to one and three in conference with that loss. Uh, they are ten and six overall. They're going to Arizona State, and the Sun Devils just lost to Colorado. So they got that coming up tomorrow night, seven o'clock. You Utah. asked me uh, weeks ago what happened to the Devils. Yeah, as if like I never would ask you what happened to Santa Barbara, but uh, so I talked to somebody. Huh? And they have two guys in the NBA for the last year's team. That's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. There's no study stream of recruiting. <laughs> they hit on two guys. They rode those two guys, and those guys are gone. But yeah. there's no... Uh, well, they're not major players, but they literally are right. on NBA rosters. But there's no next generation of that level of recruits. Hurley hit on two guys, and that's it. And one was a one-and-donner. A freshman. Yeah. So there it is. So I mean, that's, that's the big Which issue. is why you got to get that job and get out when you can, because now he's not going to have as awesome a record and be as hot a coach the right opportunity you just don't get out it's not exactly like it's hell (laughs) (laughs) just in july and he's off recruiting anyway anyway yeah byu a little slow start but a really good run right before the end of the first half opened up a comfortable lead came out after halftime and blew the game wide open they ended up beating san diego 93 to 70 so i knew they could there's the hors d'oeuvre now here comes the main course they had to beat usd and they did it and now they get gonzaga the big potato was uh, what was he eight for eight kobe lee the big potato big idaho no i like the big potato big potato is good too though he was eight for eight career high 21 points and he's played well. Uh, Pope called a shot in the preseason, said this kid's a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, okay, well, you know, coach speak. But no, actually, he's he's played well. He's done well for them. He's gotten more opportunity than anyone would have guessed. Yeah, this is a free game Saturday night. Because you're not supposed to beat the number one team in the road well, in their building. Without Yoli. Without Yoli. Yeah, and so I really believe that I actually think it's going to be longer than a week that the child is going to be out. That's what I was told originally. I told you guys, and neither of you run with it. I'm trying to help I your did careers. Run with it. Eh, you kind of soft pedaled it a little instead of breaking uppercase. Childs is out. Next time it'll be breaking. And he's out for the foreseeable future. That's what I was told that day. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you didn't tell me that part. I would have used that, no problem. I think I told Jay Drew that then. If I didn't tell you, I thought I told you. But, uh,. That would have been a nice tidbit. He'll come, I don't think he'll come back till February. Uh, so they, they clearly have a good enough team to beat everybody else in this league. That That's a fact. I mean, even with the overtime loss to St. Mary's, you know, they, they, they're good enough to beat everybody else. So do that and get Yoli back. Go on a little bit of a run in February and down in Vegas, and you're in. On a little bit of a run. Mm-hmm. Beat the teams you're supposed to in the conference tournament. Win the semi against St. Mary's. Well, you'll get a bye right into that, right? If you can finish second. Finish second, you get the uh, double so bye. Yeah, beat St. When they have St. Mary's again? I believe early February. Yeah, so if he's back, beat them. Continue to do what you're doing against these other teams because you're basically mauling these other right. teams now. And even and if you end... don't blow a game. If you, if you don't get that bye, don't blow a game. Like you got smoked by San Diego last year on the Saturday in Vegas. Don't do that. I think you're in. ESPN 2 tomorrow night. 
the time. Spokane, 8 o'clock. Utes are at 7. Jazz are at 7. So, all the basketball at the same time. It'll be chaos. And Utah State will be at Boise State at 8 o'clock on ESPNU tomorrow as well. So, no no day basketball. Couple games at 7, couple games at 8. Everything happened at the same time. You know, I had a job once. It was like a sizzler. It wasn't called sizzler when you say no day basketball. And there's a sign. It said N-O-T-A-N on the same line and then below it, exit. And we were all in high school and there's this girl, Roxanne, and she was so dingy. And she asked the manager, N-O-T-A-N. I got it. I see where this is going. No Tain Exit. Is that Spanish? <laughs> and he looks at her, what? Well, it says No Tain Exit. Uh, not an exit? Oh. <laughs> so all these years later, No Tain Exit. <laughs> no Tain Exit. <laughs> hey, Weaver State got a win. They beat Idaho State in OT, 76-88. Wins have been few and far between for them. They improved to 6-11. and 11. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Huge schedule is out. That caused a little bit of a splash on social media, PK. Couple, uh, couple of Friday games, a Thursday game to open it with uh, BYU on September 3rd. I think they only have uh, one, one Friday, Friday, two Thursdays. Two Thursdays, two Thursdays right. The UCLA, UCLA. game. Yeah. The Rose Bowl's on a Thursday. On a Thursday. And then again at home the month before in September. Or was it early October? No, it's the end of September. End of September. They are hosting uh, SC. On a Friday. On a Friday. So they've got, that's at least the third time they've played them on a Friday that I can recall. Uh, So that's interesting. And then, I've already set this up, November 21st, down in Tempe. (laughs) Many of our listeners duly noted this. (laughs) uh, That's Kyle's birthday. He'll be 61. So I told him, I said, hey, I know some places in Tempe. All right. Celebrate your 61st. So he said, all right, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's always fun to play the Devils in November or Arizona in November. If you're uh, from up here, you can get some, usually get some decent weather. So, uh, yeah, they go to Wyoming, which is so funky that they they would go to Wyoming. I'm not going to Wyoming. You're skipping War Memorial Stadium? Well, the uh, Cougars play the Devils in Tempe that day. I was going to say, I know where you'll be. Yeah. No contest, huh? Lar- Laramie versus Arizona. Let's go to Tempe. No, there is I, was, no. I was actually looking forward to going back to Laramie because I haven't been back since the you know they changed. So I haven't been back in nine years when I used decade, to go yeah. once, if not twice a year. Three times every two years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'd be there for basketball, basketball. every game, football, yeah. uh, basketball every year, and football every other year. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, it's not a place I would like to live, but I always enjoyed the, the people. The people were always great, great to me anyway. I can't speak for anybody else. I love the people of Laramie and the sports information people. University of Wyoming. You're not going to, at least when I was doing it, you couldn't meet a finer group of people. That's for sure. It was always fun to go and interact with those people, and I, I got to know some of the fans because the, you know, basketball. The same people would sit behind you because their press row was a little off the floor, so I got to see them every year and chat with them and all. So I always enjoyed going there. I be, I always enjoyed being there, not going there, because the weather could be really dicey and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, 
BYU has a huge game against the Sun Devils that day. Anything uh, jump out at you? The schedule, aside from playing the three games that are not three of the twelve games are not on Saturday. Uh, they close with two road games at ASU and at Colorado to yeah. wrap it up. Yeah, so their senior day will be way early this year. The Oregon State's the last home game, right? Oregon State's an improving ball club. The bye comes at a perfect time. It already does. Seven games in, seven down, five to go, and yeah. right before a Thursday game with UCLA. Well, and I think the, the conference has done really well about, uh, I haven't checked every single one of them, but I was told that they were going to do that. If you have that Thursday game, you're getting that bye before. So that, uh, for especially for the Utes being on the road, that should help them. So, yeah. I mean, and help them again the next week, a little longer prep time for Arizona. You end the season, and then you get right back at it. And I'm already excited. When the schedule came out, I already got a level of excitement. This is uh, this is a year where you play the same schedule and miss the same teams as the year before. So it's, uh, once again, no Oregon and no Stanford. We'll see if that's a break or not. Who knows? The other college football news... Dave Aranda, the Bears' new head coach at Baylor. He'd been at uh, LSU making more than a million bucks as a coordinator. Tried more than two million. Oh, he was over two? 2.8. Hey, ho! This is his first head coaching job. He was uh, he was in Utah a couple times, Southern Utah in 08, and then he was at Utah State for Gary Anderson's last year and went with him to Wisconsin, and then off to LSU. And Now we'll see what he does taking over Baylor with the Utes on the schedule coming up in a couple years. He'll probably be the guy. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It'd be amazing, obviously. I mean, the, the work and, and that he's put in every single day, every every single where he's been at, I mean, he, he's had success. And so, obviously, you, we want get to him, get him that Super Bowl, but we understand it's a, it's a process. We understand that, first off, we gotta, we got to come in and have a great practice today and then play great this weekend and then try to give ourselves a chance to, to be in that game and get, him, get a chance to get him that, that trophy. That is the Chiefs star quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, talking about winning a Super Bowl for Andy Reid. Head coach for 20 years now. Philadelphia made a trip to the Super Bowl. Kansas City in the AFC title game a year ago. They are back now. You like their chances out of the four teams left? Sure. Who's the favorite? Them or San Francisco? I mean, those two teams are pretty pretty heavy favorites in the conference title games. Well, I haven't thought about them playing each other yet. We got two weeks for that if it comes to pass. But yeah, I like them. I like them a lot, actually, Sunday. I think that game, if I were to choose, would be a bigger margin of victory than the other game. Don't trust the Titans? It's not so much the Titans, it's about the Chiefs playing pretty good ball, man. And you get down 24 0 and you win by 20. Well, their ability to score points, I guess. The Niners, even if they're the better team, probably won't blow you out. The Niners riding that defense. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they just, wow. And they got Daniel Sorensen, second best all-around player in the league next to Taysom Hill. (laughs) Nice. Stuffing fake punts, forcing fumbles on kickoffs. He's everywhere. I know. Titans and Chiefs, 1 o'clock on CBS. Packers and Niners, 440 on Fox. And both games will air right here. 
On 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Going public, yeah. I mean, I get it. If you're if you're with the Oakland A's and you're on another team, I mean, heck yeah, you better be telling your teammates, look, hey, heads up. If you hear some noises when you're pitching, like this is right. what's going right. on for sure. But to go public, yeah, that it didn't sit sit well with me. And honestly, it made me sad for the sport that that's how this all got found out. Jessica Mendoza sticking up for Mike Fears, who was the one who went public with the whole sign stealing deal. She's kind of hammering him. No, she's hammering him, not sticking <laughs> up for him at all. Cardinals Beltran, the latest to lose their job. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting deal. And they got the, the video of uh, Altuve coming from third to home, just basically screaming at the guys, don't rip my shirt, and he's holding it because there's electronic devices that buzz him, whether it's a fastball or some form of a breaking pitch. Uh, so... To me, my gosh, they've got to come down on these. And then he runs into the locker room and comes back out to do the post-game interview with the shirt off. I mean, it's circumstantial, but it sure looks overwhelming that he had something on him that was allowing him to to uh, gear up and just get on top of a huge fastball by uh, Chapman and hit the game winner. It's ugly. I think they've got to they got to get to the bottom of this big time, and I would like to see some suspensions on some players too, because you're the you're the ones who are ultimately cheating. The other guys can look the other way or maybe even authorize it, but you're the one who has to to do it too. You have to you're the, you're like the last line. You have to sign off on it as a player, and so you willingly know that okay, this is cheating, but I'm going to do it anyway. And the players are cashing in. George Springer just got $21 bucks. came to an agreement, avoided arbitration. So players are cashing in big time, as they usually do. Meanwhile, Carlos Beltran is out. Mets party ways with him because he's linked to all of this. His name was on there. Yeah, he was the one player whose name was on there for sure, and he got the Mets job a few weeks ago, and now he's not going to manage him. We've seen a GM and three managers lose their jobs. And we see a player sign a $21 million deal. Yeah, the Altuve thing looks really, really bad. There's no other way around it. I mean, it looks bad. So is baseball going to keep uncovering this? You keep the code and you're quiet? Yeah, that's just... You break the code, Jessica Mendoza crushes you. She was saying that it was okay if he told his A's teammates, but... To go public, that that's where she had the problem. Okay, but how's it? If they're going to be firings and suspensions, how's it not going to go public? Well, before we make this guy a hero, why didn't he say it at the time? This is wrong. I'm not going to be a part of this. Peer pressure. I'm not saying he's a bum and he should be criticized for not doing it, but he could have done it. And he didn't get. When did he get uh, released by the uh, Astros? I want to say 2016. So, yeah. It, it was intended, and it looks like he was bitter about it. And, and it was a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and eventually, things are going to come out. They usually do, man. Hard to keep that a secret. But that many guys involved, yeah. It's, it's interesting to see what they do and what's 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 acceptable cheating and what isn't. Electronics, what down to. electronics no go. 
Well, somebody decided that electronics no go. But if I have sandpaper, that's okay. Well, what's the difference? Gaylord Perry. <laughs> Whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, there's been stuff going on more recently than Gaylord Perry. Pine tar with uh, Michael Pineda a couple years ago. Sure. Yeah. And we're seeing guys get suspended now. Well, nations of HGH for Mike Trout yesterday. I saw you tweeting that out. He's on it because of some thyroid condition. Brocious well, son is if it's claiming true. it. Yeah, he's claiming that. All right, there you go. That's what is trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. And then give us your Channel 2 thing. Hey, be careful out there. You don't get to mock me for it if I don't do it. I didn't do it. I just did. (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair. (laughs) Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? David Locke's coming up at 8 o'clock. Radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Gary Anderson, Aggie football coach at 8.30. Talk about the changes on his staff. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. I believe that Kalani had the personnel to have a better season. They should have won nine. They shouldn't have lost to Toledo. They shouldn't have lost to USF. Let's say you have a bad game against a fairly good San Diego State team. Okay, fine. You're nine and three. Which I told you that was my expectation. In terms of personnel, in my opinion, very few teams have that kind of depth at starting quarterback where you could go to third string and legitimately, with quality play, go beat a team like that. Or your second string quarterback's getting you off to a good start, your third string quarterback comes in, and then you just annihilate a team like Utah State. If I was a BYU fan, I would be as furious about this past season as any. I thought it was major missed opportunity. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I thought, as you get ready, DJ, that you should come back with Gloria Stefan's The Conga. Not a bad idea. Because didn't it seem like that last play in regulation, Jackson Hayes doing the conga with uh, Gobert grabbing him? <laughs> Come on, maybe let me do the conga. <laughs> he was right on him. I mean, somebody should have just punched him in the face. That was all that was left. <laughs> I mean, I give the referees credit for making that call because they tend I mean, to swallow they, the whistles at the end of games. So if that would have been uh, what do they call it uh, in in football when two guys are blocking on one guy, and one's high, and one low. Chop block. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, that, like, they had two guys basically boxing him. They and, hammered and him. And, the, and Hayes behind him, I thought he was going to do the conga. You know, because he got him, like, right next to him. So it made me think of uh, Gloria Stefan. Come on, everybody, do the conga. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another break coming up, Yak. There's still time. <laughs> That's what I thought. You couldn't see it first, but then they replay it, and you see the view that the referee has, and he sees Hayes doing the conga with Gobert, and he calls the foul. Okay. Great. Got no problem with that. Except you're supposed to be able to get away with anything. But that the game was... And they swallow whistles. Yeah. <laughs> and you're on the road. on the wrist the after the shot. Is different. Or then As the shot is being released, then all the grabbing but and holding. doing the conga, <laughs> <laughs> high lowing Rudy Gobert. When was that's the much. only play, the only oh everybody knows what's coming. Yeah, right. Nobody's eyes would be diverted anywhere else on the floor. You're going to the rim. 
Yeah. Like we had on, uh, I did the show with Gordon today, uh, yesterday, and you're doing it with him today. And we had on Sam Amick. And so we were talking about uh, some stuff. Well, we do, actually, we were talking about cheating. And I had uh, read something that Kobe said he studied where referees were supposed to be given where the ball was out on the court. And he found a soft spot in their basically... Uh, Line of vision? Yes. And he knew to get there because he studied, if the ball goes here, here's the referees, the way they rotate. And so he, through his studying, found a spot that... Somewhere, uh, I so think, in the right it, elbow. So he could push off then? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, space. yeah. Because the referees, they would rotate given where the ball was, and there was a little bit of a... It's like a blind it's spot. Like, like in your rear view mirror, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or side view mirror. You can see, but there's there's a little bit of a blind spot, so that's why you got to turn around and do a quick check over your left shoulder. So Kobe figured that out. Well, and he used it to his advantage, and I guess that's a form of cheating that's acceptable. But... And this one, there would be nobody's eyes would be anywhere but right in front of the rim on Gobert. And so you decide to do the Congo with the dude, you should get called. No question about it. What's the over-under on Conga between now and 10 a.m., Yak? Well, they did the Conga. And you, you know you want to sing it. You do. Yeah. You want to say, come on, baby, do the Conga. And we have people right now. And be careful out there, guys. Shake your body, baby. Do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Shake your body, I was going to hold off. You got the Cuban flair going on here? I cannot control myself any longer. Who doesn't want to do the conga? What this rhymes is, with this, conga? This is a staple at uh, weddings. You know the which group of people? The people who live in Hong Kong love to do the conga. Did you know that? Did you sing it really? Yeah. 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 This is like a, a faster version of the Hokey Pokey. Is it not? A little bit, actually. That's yeah. a good comparison. I'd never heard that. That's yeah. brand new. Yeah. Good work by you. Come on, my baby, do that. Come on, baby. Speed the Hokey Pokey up. Yeah. And that's what I thought Hayes was doing with Gobert. I thought the fact Colbert should have come down and started doing the conga. He's like he's an entertainer. He likes to entertain when he's out there. <laughs> so it was absolutely the right call. I mean, it was it was it was too blatantly obvious to ignore. And yet the streak is over anyway. Ten straight wins, six in a row on the road. The streaks are done. It had to end sometime, right? That's the question up on our Facebook well, page. To, yeah, I mean, DJ and PK. And, Colton said it was going to end eventually, and I feel that last Rudy foul was a makeup call from the last game. But if he made the free throws at the end of the fourth quarter, we wouldn't be talking about this. We no, like and that. if he decides to on the fifth foul to just go straight up, yeah, and not even actually not even go up, just stand there and put your arms up rather than lunge into the uh, uh, what's his face Ingram. Stop fouling and, jump shooters. And so that. Yeah, so, I mean, you're going to blame the referees. I have no respect for you as a human being if you blame the referees. Mike, uh, Colton says, we need Mike back. Time to start another streak. Go Jazz. Get Conley. Get one more guy. On a night where they had stretches where they couldn't shoot it, what if they had one more guy to ham and egg it? Maybe he would have been hot on a night when the minivan wasn't. As long as he stops shooting the floater right-handed. I'll allow him to come back. There will be negotiations. But the right-handed floater PK has got to cease and desist. 
Come on. See, when Huntsman gets governor, I want him to put that rule in. It'll be interesting when he comes back if it's kind of the... uh, Whoever gets governor. Right. It'll be interesting to see if it's the same thing that we saw happen with Joe. Because I think you surround Joe with better players who can make shots. He's got more options. And suddenly it looks like he's playing better. So you're saying surround yourself with greatness? You're going Chad Lewis? Sure. (laughs) Yes. Me and Chad. We ride again. But unfortunately, you're not doing that because you're surrounding yourself with me. Oh, you're pretty great. Don't kid yourself. But this is not great. I'm great in in an unorthodox way, but not not true greatness that's going to get you to the highest order of the kingdom. Jerry says, after Bogey hit that three to go up five, the Jazz went 0 for 9 from the floor to finish the game. I'm no fan of blaming refs with an ugly closeout effort like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like how Frank Jackson just denied Mitchell. Well, you're not going to get the ball, and he didn't. And then that thing where Bogey along the sideline is throwing the ball as he's falling out of bounds. Someone should have jumped up and called timeout. Uh, and that was a turnover. So, yeah, they had plenty of opportunities. But and mix in a stop at the end of the game. Holy cow. Yeah. The Pelicans scored on every possession, just one Literally. after another. Did they? I don't think they missed a shot in OT, did they? I'd have to go back and look. I think they were four for four. Four for four. And then the the free throws. Or the free throws, I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and the end of the fourth quarter wasn't pretty either. They were scoring like this. There was one time, and they caught somebody. I think it was Quinn. You know, it was like one stop. One stop. And they couldn't get it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. It just boggles my mind when a kid gets that hot, and it happens. These are NBA players, and sometimes, you know, proverbial big as the ocean spiel. Mitchell had it going on in the third quarter. was super impressive. Uh, so, and it's easy for me to say, but my job is the second guest, not the first guest. Uh, double team them. Do something. I mean, you saw Gentry tried to trap Mitchell uh, to get the ball out of his hands. And it was frustrating to just, okay, we're going to go to Ingram, and he's probably going to go to his right. And he's long as can be. And he's going to just uh, shoot that jump shot. Probably make it. I mean, he had 49 points, right? Good for him. He's a nice player. Uh, it, was, it was frustrating. It was, and I'm not going to sweat a loss when you've won 14 out of 16. Yeah, any stretch of 16 games, I'll take 14 and 2 every single time. Uh, but it was uh, a completely and totally unavoidable loss. That's what's frustrating for me there's no reason why you needed to lose that game and it's not the friggin referees <laughs> uh tony says go bear make free throw game over and joe missed one early uh right before that yep. that yeah would have put him up four well obviously if go bear makes both of them mm, but those are big time pressure situations has go i don't know you'd have to ask rudy this has he literally ever been in that position again ever at any level because it was obvious at that point that you make the two free throws, you win the game. Uh, They'd have two tenths of a second to throw a lob and get a tip. Yeah, but I got good luck with I that. Go bear, right? <laughs> so, and, and at that point, you'd probably have a couple other tall guys in the you, game. Yeah, you'd Bradley, probably put Bradley would. They brought Bradley in the game right. when he missed a free throw to try to get the tip. Uh, so you could have Bradley back there too. You and, wouldn't need a guard in the game. You could put Ed in for. One of the if you wanted to. six four guys just put three tall guys in the paint, yeah. So the chances of that happening would I don't know some winning the lottery twice or something would be better. Uh, so I don't know if Gobert's ever been in that situation, and I like 
hitting the second free throw was way more pressure than hitting the first one, and I like that he did. Because once you miss the first one, well, it would have been easy to miss the second and lose the game. Right. Yeah. And it was a nice, he took a deep breath and and he was ready to go. He looked like there could have been 8 trillion people screaming and yelling. He didn't see any of them because you could look at his eyes and his face and he was focused on what he was doing and he bent his knees and everything. And it was a nice soft shot and it went in. So that's pretty sweet that he was able to do that because that literally, I don't know this because of all his international stuff. But that literally might have been the most pressure free throw he's ever made or ever taken. Yeah, I don't know about the international stuff yeah. or what he did playing before he came over and got drafted. Uh, so that was cool that he made that. It would have been nice if he made two. That that would have been sweet. And then they could have walked off with two, and it could have had dual meaning. <laughs> <laughs> could have put the two fingers up for player yeah. of the year or the two free throws. Yeah. Or that's twice we got you at the yeah, end of the exactly. game. Thanks right. for playing. Right. Right. We'll be back here next year, and this place will be full, and we'll get booed from the opening tip. So it could have been all sorts of multiple meanings for two, and that would have been funny if they would have done that, and they would have smiled, and it would have been a great win, and and blah, 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 and, and then they would come home going for 12. Uh, but we're just going to have to settle for Bo Derrick, I guess. The perfect 10. Former Narbon Gaucho. <laughs> Narbon. Same high school as Troy Williams. My wife taught there for a couple years. Jake Peterson just tweeted at us, New Orleans played well, and they're scrappy. Favors was great, and Ingham destroyed us. That was a fun and entertaining game. It was. Let's get right back at it. I totally agree with that 100%. Absolutely, man. Win or lose, get right back at it. And maybe lose gives you a little extra mo, but I don't think it should give you any extra motivation myself. Uh, but if it does, fine, great, whatever. There's a slew of games, and if you find something to give you a little uh, amp up for, I'm all for it. And so, yeah, so go go get this game. You know, Sacramento, they suck. You should be able to beat them at home. Especially with all that anger you're going to have and frustration If now. you have it, yeah. And the crowd going nuts. I, I don't think they should have it myself. They had it right after the game. We'll see if they hold no, on to it. Oh, in the for, moment, yeah. We'll but see I mean, if they hold on to it for 48 hours. I don't, I don't think they should because then I would worry, that, like, if you had a big win, that you would be too high. And with one game coming right after another, basically, this is not the postseason yet, uh, try to stay that even keel and, and uh, have the coaches review and see what you can do that you didn't do and what you can do better and all that stuff. And, and the learning process continues. And you go on. And you beat Sacramento. And then you get ready for Indiana on Monday. Yeah. I would look towards... Uh, it may, maybe it's better that... Nah, I can't say that. I was going to say better that they lost. It's never better when you lose. But the fact that they did lose, and they can use that to make sure they don't overlook uh, uh, the Kings. Because then, uh, Monday, Indiana waxed you pretty good. And you still have some answering to do. They, these guys, man, especially in today's generation... The good thing about it, you hardly ever hear somebody say, oh, I didn't hear that. I don't know about that. I don't read that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they know. I'm on social yeah. media. Right. I didn't hear it originally, but I heard I, about I doubt it. they read the newspaper anymore, That's but unlikely. you don't have to. Everything is available on your phone before you even untie your shoes. And so they, and they know. And they are on their phones. When you walk into the locker room and post-game interviews, 
they're routinely, you know, I mean, some guys are off showering or getting treatment or right, whatever, because but there's usually three or four guys sitting there staring at their phone. Because I usually text them my thoughts. Oh, good. And they want to know what you're thinking. Uh-huh. Get all dialed in. Yeah. In case post. I've heard from coach. Now let's see what PK has to say. Yeah. Yeah. They want to know what's up. What, what, what do I think? And what, what they can do to be better? For sure. Yeah. And you can see guys tweeting before the locker room is even open. Gobert did it last night. Yeah, so they know that there's been, oh, yeah, you beat a bunch of dog teams. They know this. They know this full well. All right, we got a lot more feedback coming from Jazz fans. We will get to that. We'll do that next, and then David Locke will be here at 8 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. I'm up for doing a conga. Yeah. Every time I hear her, I think Miami. I think warm weather. It's like warm weather music of for a cold weather morning. Well, she is from she's from Cuba, the Miami, and then Miami, right? Duh. Yeah, warm- I've, been, I've been to Miami. Got a kid. <laughs> I don't care so much about Miami. I want to go to the Keys, though. I've been to the Keys. I know you have. You've told me about them. I got to do that. <laughs> it's on the bucket list. Why do you think Mike Leach wanted to get back to the southeast? The drive to the Keys. You got to fly into Miami or Florida, Fort Lauderdale, for that matter. They're only twenty minutes apart, I think, and then drive down there. And it's a decent drive, but you need to double whatever time it is. Is it three hours? We need to take like six or seven hours because because you need to stop fifty times along the way. There's various keys, so every time you hit another island, and yeah, stop and. When I went, I rented a convertible, cranked up Jimmy Buffett, and was stopping left and right and jumping in the water. I mean, because it's right there, obviously, and it's screaming at you, come in. (laughs) 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 And, you know, they have the seven-mile bridge there. It's the, uh, the end of that True Lies with Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold. They do, that's where they do all the filming, if you've mm-hmm. ever seen it. But, uh, um, so uh, there's before you get to the seven-mile bridge, there's a place you can pull off and look. And we pull off and get out of the car. It's the first thing I see is a senior couple and their Latter-day Saint missionaries. <laughs> yes. They were sent for you. <laughs> Which has got to be torture for them because I don't think they can go swimming. No, but that's yeah. a sign, PK. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other guy yesterday, Patrick, saying that I was ripping the people of the faith. You remember that? I do. And I have to come clean. I decided finally after all these years I would come clean. I am more surprised than ever that somebody would say that I ripped them. You're more surprised today? I'm more surprised than ever, yeah. But back to the jazz. <laughs> Bradford just tweeted us, I hate to not get the win, but I couldn't ask for a better moment for the team to take another step. Can't simulate anything closer to road playoff atmosphere. They'll get it done next time. Uh, well, the place could, could be full. There were a lot of empty well, seats. New Orleans is not 
drawing well. Yeah, they never do. Right. And having Anthony Davis just leave. Yeah. You can see where that would take a chunk out of any fan base. Even still. They didn't draw great with him. No. That's football country. Yeah. But certainly it was a fun game and a fun atmosphere and, and to be able to learn from those things. Yeah. I don't and sweat sweat the loss. I mean, you know, New Orleans has got some young players that are pretty good. They had some players that weren't playing that are pretty good. I mean, we've been saying this for weeks. They've got a nice foundation. I mean, very rarely when you trade a superstar do you win the deal. And I'm not saying they won the deal, but, you know, Ingram, he's only like 23 years old, isn't he? Something along those lines. Very, very young. And uh, as a featured player now, which he obviously wasn't in Los Angeles, he looks better. And then, you know, the Zion thing, how's that going to work? This is, if Zion is anything close to what he's, we're led to believe he is or could be, that's a playoff team. Ingram is averaging just a shade under 26 points a game. He is filling up. Now, that was a big game for him, obviously 49, but they're, they're, we went through this yesterday. There's, what, 15 guys in the league who can score 24, 25 points a game. He's sitting there at almost 26, 25.8. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens when Zion comes back. And we did not see Drew Holiday play against the Jazz in either one of these games. No, Reddick didn't play yesterday. Holiday and Reddick, their second and third leading scores. Yeah. Reddick is not a big-time player, but obviously he has the opportunity to go off for 15 to 20 to maybe yeah, 25. He's, he's averaging about 16 a game. Yeah. So. And he's a vet. So... Uh, so that, that takes away a little bit of it, uh, the luster, even if you would have won. But you didn't. And I, I, I think these guys wake up today, I don't, I don't think they're really stressing about that game. You, you just can't. This is the NBA. They played well enough, but then they didn't play well enough. That shouldn't make sense, and yet I watched the game, so I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. There was some stuff in there that was really good. Obviously, yeah. when Mitchell caught fire, that was... Beautiful, man. Yeah, that, that was something to see. But there were just enough mistakes. Missed free throws, mm-hmm. uh, poor decisions that led to fouls at inopportune times and looked like they might get a stop. Yeah, and figure out ways Couple. to get Mitchell the ball if they're going to face guard him. And then, you know, when they end up with Bogdanovich along the sideline, he's falling out of bounds and throwing it away. And, you know, what happened there? And those are things that they... They can correct, and, and, and they will correct. It's not like they went in that, la- not the last trip, but the one trip where they went back east before the trade and just got smoked almost in every game. It's like, gosh, these guys suck. <laughs> What's going on here? You know what I mean? So, so your last 16 games, you lost in overtime, and then you lost by two or three points to Miami? Uh, I think it was 107-104, so yeah. You're going to have livable losses. Those are them. Yeah. All right, David Locke is coming up next, and then Gary Anderson at 8.30 to talk Aggie football. Stay with us.